professional wrestling fans to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for the fans. And thank you for joining us. We are here, episode 61. I'm your host, the grumpy old school wrestling fan, collector, barber, and musician, Talk Wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast, Funko Pop Collector, and the 3 and 7 Steelers fan, Andy. <laughs> Represent. <laughs> I'm also your host, the no selling wrestling indie fan and football lover, Jeremy. And Jeremy, this is a good type of time of year for you right now, right? Or good. Uh, got the World Cup, got the, the NFL, we got basketball, we got all the sports going. Yeah, Jeremy's excited. He's he's pumped up. All right. Well, in episode 61 today, we will be discussing War Games matches, Bray Wyatt, Full Gear, and more. Uh, before we start the show, uh, you know, you don't have to do it right now, but maybe uh, after you listen or when you settle down, when you get to work, if you guys could check us out on YouTube, go over and like and subscribe. Most importantly, subscribe. If we can get to 100 subscribers, we can have an official URL and we can stop doing this whole long paragraph thing I gotta read every time. I know you guys are about as sick of it as I am. And uh, don't forget, shirts over at ProWrestlingTees.com, your one and two pocket logo, and a basic front logo shirt. And uh, they are beautiful shirts, great quality. Uh, I'm actually, I was wearing the our basic one with our faces on the front all day yesterday. Uh, all other social media, you just look up at the PW fan. And uh, we should pop right up. And uh, Andy, I'm going to pass it over to you and get you uh, get you started for ex- episode 61. Alrighty, starting off with Roll as always. Uh, Seth Rollins cut a promo, um, talking just hype himself up as a U.S. champion. I know he's tra- he's supposed to be a heel, but he's way over. It's ridiculous. Fans love singing his music. Um, Bobby, Bobby Lashley interrupts though and says uh, he's gonna end up getting his title back. Um, Bobby Lashley would then go on to wrestle Mustafa Ali. So I don't know if maybe they're reigniting the storyline with Seth Rollins or not. But Bobby, according to this, has Seth in his sights. So we'll have to see from there. Um, Matt Riddle had a match with Chad Gable. He ended up defeating him. It was a really good match. Um, take both guys like separately. All right. I know Riddle can be annoying sometimes, like on the mic and stuff. But when he's in the ring, he's awesome. And Chad Gable is super good. He's got that amateur background, you know. Um, he's had some great matches with people. One with AJ a long time ago, I remember, was really good. Um, so these two put together, it was just, it was really good match. Um, yeah, if you take out like that, their gimmicks, like you said, they're like easily the, one of the best yeah. matches on Raw. I mean, they had a whole back and forth like, bro, shoosh, bro, shoosh. like take <laughs> yeah. that shit out. Like, it <laughs> right. was super good, and, and just for a Raw match. Um, yeah. I know they've they've wrestled a couple times when RK I mean, Bro was a thing against. One of the things when you and I were kids growing up is we loved watching like Raw and SmackDown wasn't all just a bunch of stuff. Like there were some bangers on there, and that's the thing that I I hope that we start getting back to more is like, okay, so put all, you want to put all the the storyline stuff and all the I mean you need that stuff to especially at this level, to get interest. It can't just be matches. But, you know, if you want to do, like, silly stuff, okay, whatever. But 
keep giving me good matches like this, you know? Like, I, I think this is a step in the right direction of at least keep the wrestling good. If you want to do the other stuff, fine, but at least keep the core of what it is awesome, you know? Yeah, it was, it was really good. Um, and like I said, it, just for a TV match, like, especially. Um, and the main event was very good, too, so I'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, we had Miz come out. Uh, he came out in, like, a sweater. He was, like, dressed as, like, Nice Guy Miz, I guess. <laughs> sweater and glasses. <laughs> nice Guy Miz. <laughs> sweater and glasses. I don't know. It's uh, a good name for him. Gargano came out, and, again, we've talked about it every week. I don't really know what they're doing with this storyline. You know, know, earlier today I sent you guys a clip of Gargano and <laughs> Adam Cole from NXT TakeOver. I'm just like, God, those were the days, but I don't know what they're doing yeah, like, with what happened right now. Um, and then yeah, Dexter, I I'm surprised because Triple H is in charge. I'm like, Gargano's like one of his guys. Look, hopefully the payoff will be good. That's all I'm hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the end of the segment, though, Dexter Loomis, who has been wrapped up in the storyline with them, um, was real to be the camera guy in the ring filming. And so he pulls down his mask and takes off his hat. And, uh, yeah, so they're still pushing forward. I'm watching Raw right now, so we'll see. I'm sure they're going to do something this week. So so does he work for WWE now, like in the, the storyline? So Miz finally accepted that they'll have a match. And okay. um, I don't know if they said if it was for Survivor Series or not, but... Uh, that they will have a match. It might be this week, actually. Um, have a have an official match, and then if Loomis wins, he'll get the contract, which, I mean, he's going to win. Yeah, I mean. You keep having him on TV, you know. It's just <laughs> one of those things, like, you might not think he might not, you know, if you're, like, a kid, but if you're, like, you've been watching yeah. for years, you're like, yeah, of course he's going to win. Right. Get a contract. He was in NXT, and then, like, why bring him back for, like, no, no payoff? <laughs> Um, Dominic Mysterio had a match with Shelton Benjamin. Now he won, but I just gotta say about Shelton Benjamin, like, he's like upper 40s. I think he's like 47. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think we all know his kind of spot now, which is like, you know, grow the younger talent, make him look good. But God, dude, he is still so good in the ring that, like, he really does make people shine and you know he made dominic look good um he made dominic look good yeah that's like, the thing like shell bedroom he never really had his due i don't think but man yeah. the guy is good for being a vet um that's still like you know in wwe yeah, he's one of the best he's basically kind of like what dolph does now which is just make everyone look good but I feel like Dolph's Shelton, been doing that. I feel like some people forget though. how good Sean Benjamin is because he doesn't get it, you know, in the ring all that often. But yeah. like when it was I like was, him and uh, Charlie Haas as a tag team, Team Angle. Oh, that was cool. yeah, that was great. One of the best. Sean Benjamin yeah. versus HBK on a Raw. It's yeah, I was gonna say homework for this week. I mean, I have a different thing for later for the classic. Uh, show of the week but yeah if anybody hasn't ever seen the i think it was what was it 2005 you would know better than me yeah it's either i think it was it a taboo tuesday or something or no, cyber no it was on a raw i remember i thought it was a voted match though by the fans uh, I, no i think you're thinking of something else um Perfect. it was on a raw because i remember we were watching it with dad at grandma's house anyway uh you know, and grandma had basic cable. Let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, if anybody hasn't seen that, Shelton Benjamin versus Shawn Michaels on Raw, I think it's 2004 or five. It's pretty amazing. No, you were right the first time. May 2nd, 2005. Yep, there we go. It was a five-star match, apparently. Yep. It's was that when they were on Spike TV? Probably. I don't know if they had switched back over, because they were on USA. Then they left and went to TNN. TNN became Spike. And then they went back to USA. Yeah. See, this is the stuff that I'm good for on the show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Andy. Andy's your guy. He takes you through all the modern stuff, but when you need to come in the clutch in these situations, this is what I'm good for. <laughs> Um, so yeah, point is Shelton Benjamin, you know, he's, he does a good job at what his job is, is nowadays. And I think people forget just how good he is for being 47 years old, especially, um, it's me Yim, he's almost 50. I know. I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm, I mean, he's 47, he's not 50. I'm not trying to age the guy, but it's, it's just so crazy that. You think about what a 40-year-old wrestler, 38-year-old wrestler looked like in 1987, 1997, and what they look like now. It's like they all, everybody looks very youthful still. It's, it's pretty, I mean, I think it's cool, but I just wonder what changed in particular, why everybody looks so different, you know? They're not doing a bunch of drugs. No, I. Well, no, but there's this old. No, it's. Dude, no, I can't. You can't even say that. That's a good because, point. <laughs> but you can't even say that because I've seen a. Like, there's a funny meme that's like. If there's. You know, if anybody remembers, like, Nick at Night for our generation, that show Cheers that was on there. I know we might have a couple listeners yeah. that grew up watching that that are older. But there's a picture of all those people from Cheers and it has their age of, like, how old they were during it. And when you're a kid, you think to yourself, like, oh, yeah, all these people are at least, like, 42, 50 years old, at least. And, like, some of them are not. Some of them are, like, 30. And it's like, why do people <laughs> look so different now than they used to at that age? It's weird. Um, AJ Styles. AJ Styles does not look like he's going to be, you know, hitting 50. It's I was going to say something about Seinfeld, and I was like, I don't want to get off track. So it's a similar thing to what you're saying with Cheers. <laughs> I mean, we are uh, a podcast, just, though, so we can, yeah. we can, you know, we're, we're, we don't always have to be rigid to the to the timeline. You know? No, I know. I just want to keep pressing forward, as always. Me and Yim. We Andy wants mentioned to press last forward. week. Andy's stomach's already calling him. <laughs> I'm fine right now. Last week on the podcast, we mentioned, you know, we were trying to figure out who the final member uh, for the heel women's team would be for War Games and one of the mystery members for the uh, Babyface women's team for War Games. And I had thrown out Mia Yim and Rhea Ripley. And we were like, no, it doesn't really make sense. Well, guess what? Who said that? No one said it didn't make sense. We were well. We were like, nah. They're kind of doing their own thing. They'll probably be out there for AJ's match and like Finn's match. I think is what okay. we said. Um, but no, Mia Yim decided after saying no to joining the heel team. Uh, Mia Yim said that, or it was she came out with them and said that she will be on Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Bianca Belair's team. They still need one more member. Um, I'm. I don't remember if Rhea Ripley agreed to be on the heel side or not, but 
I would assume she is, and that would fill up that team side. So we're still missing one more. Candice LeRae is hurt. I would think that she would have been the last one, but we will see if that ends up coming uh, to fruition or not. Austin Theory has changed character directions. Um, no more selfies. No more cell phone out there with him. He has a beard now. <laughs> he has a beard. He has a beard. Um, first, first, he, had a I he, said he has a beer. I was like, what? He has a beer. He could have a beer too. <laughs> yeah. um, but he seems to be more aggressive and a more serious Austin Theory after losing his money in the bank cash. And so, well, this could when be you get jobbed probably, out for a year, you know, you got to. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it might have been all the part of the plan, and Triple H is like, this is where I want to go with you. I don't like the direction that Vince was going with you, but we need an organic way of going about it, and Booker Andy. (laughs) Booker Andy. (laughs) We Uh, need a Booker Andy. All right. Right, right. That's what you said last week, yeah. DM us or email us if we need a Booker Andy shirt. (laughs) The main event of the show, though, uh, I said I was going to talk about it, and uh, it was Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor for the United States Championship. I can't remember the last time they've had a match. All I can think about is their SummerSlam match for the first ever Universal Championship that Finn Balor won, but Seth Rollins injured Finn. Winner was Seth Rollins. Very good match. Um, Theory came out afterwards and attacked Rollins. Um around the announcer table and held up the U.S. title. So not only Bobby Lashley seems to be going for it, but so does Austin Theory. This is where that aggressive Austin Theory stuff I was talking about comes into play. But, yeah, Seth and Finn, very good main event. You know, Finn is believable. You know, he is a smaller guy compared to some, but he's very believable that he can actually, like, put up a fight or win against some of these people. Um I mean, Seth's not that much bigger than Finn, to be honest. Uh, I'm just curious to see, are we going to get, like, Demon Finn? I mean, I know Vince didn't like it that much, but are we going to, like, Demon Finn as in, like, the Judgment Day? Like, if he comes out, like, instead of the red and black, it would be, like, purple and black. I feel like no. Just because right. I feel like it's an <laughs> alternate personality for, like, his face character. I know. He could come out as Angel Finn for his heel character. Angel. <laughs> I don't know about that one, Booker Andy. Dude, God could get involved again. I don't know. Oh boy, God involved. Well, he'll be on his side this time. It wouldn't be the first time oh, God has a been. Yeah, God could make his return in the WWE. God pops in and out, man. Him and Shawn Michaels <laughs> against Vince McMahon. He's been around. Um, but that wraps up God, Raw. God's a vet at this point. Yeah, Hall of Famer introduction. <laughs> Introdu- I said introduction, induction. Um, Duck T. It's been a long day, guys. That wraps the roll, though. Dynamite and Rampage this week were all, for once we can say, it was a go-home show for the pay-per-view, since their pay-per-views are so far apart. Um, so there was an acclaimed music video, opened with Captain Insano, who showed no mercy. Um, Tim thought it was Horrible. terrible. I thought it was a fun little throwback to the opener. Opening I'm no scene fun of Waterboy. I, I know. I knew it was gonna be goofy like that, and I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. So me and Jeremy are not with you, Tim. <laughs> I'm no uh, fun. Scissor, scissor Get this guy, out. Out of here. Get this guy who's no fun out of here. 
Samojo cut, cut a promo talking about his betrayal of Wardlow, basically saying that he struck he struck first before uh, Wardlow could strike first. You know, he just got there before he could. Uh, Wardlow comes out and Hobbs comes out, and they all brawl. Um, big man brawl. Big man brawl. Uh, it's crazy every time Wardlow does a swanton over the top ropes onto people. Oh my god! As big as he is. Just wait uh, until we get to the match on the pay per view too. Tim just found out this weekend that Wardlow was a big mark for the Hardy Boys. I thought he knew. Had, had no idea. Yeah, it's like his favorite like wrestlers <laughs> of all time. <laughs> it makes sense now why you know he did what he did on the match. Yeah, on, on the pay per view. Um, yeah, so I this guess you know in my head when the guy's that jacked and big like, I think you know the stereotype in my head. I'm like, oh, he probably liked. You know, yeah. I, I was gonna say no. Kevin Nash or something, but I don't know. You know what I mean? Something like that. No, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this this brawl, you know, helped fans get hyped for their triple threat match that was going to be at full gear on Saturday. Uh, Death Triangle cut a promo after their match, and they talked about the elite. Um, with the messages that they've been hinting at their return, you know. That triangle basically said, you know, we're not stupid. We know that they're coming. So they challenged the elite to a match if they showed up to full gear for the trios championship. And we will get to that later. Ethan Page versus Bandito for uh, as part of the world title eliminator tournament. Uh, winner was Ethan Page. And then finally, we'll wrap up Dynamite with a promo from Moxley, which ended up... Uh, having or causing the firm to come out and attack and during that attack mjf came out and saved moxley and then uh cut a promo on him jeremy do you remember anything about either one of these promos specifically um so i mean it was basically like the typical like moxley promo where he just was like i'm gonna push you to your limits and see what you got um cuts and all that drink your blood I'm gonna eat your guts. Yeah, <laughs> he's basically like at the end of the night, we'll see if you're actually like the you know, devil or not. Yeah, or good or something. Yeah, yeah. And then MJF was basically just <laughs> MJF uh, basically said like he saved him not for like to help him, but just so he doesn't have excuses. No excuses. Yep. Yeah. Um, that wrapped up Dynamite, at least for what I had. Um, let's get into SmackDown oh, before we get into me. Rampage. Uh, SmackDown, open up with Brawling Brute, Sheamus, uh, out in the ring, and then Drew McIntyre came out, um, they talked about how SmackDown ended the week before, where Drew McIntyre was, um, shown as being one of the members to join them in war games against the Bloodline, uh, he talked about how, you know, Drew and Sheamus might have had their differences in the past, but, uh, Drew McIntyre was still one of the best man, or was his best man in Sheamus's wedding, I think he said, and that they would, you know, fight for them to the ends of the earth, basically, is, I think, what they said. Uh, it might have been exact words. <laughs> if I'm the end of the earth. The end of the earth. They were about to announce who the fifth member of their team was, but did not get a chance to because Sami Zayn came out 
and are interrupted, aka Usi in the Sky with Diamonds. Um, <laughs> was one of the nicknames he gave himself. He gave himself a lot of nicknames. He said honorary Usi, and one of them Usi was, in the Sky. Usi with in the diamonds. Sky with Diamonds was my favorite uh, by far. Wow. Uh, Sammy Zane's the best part of of the show. He's the Every best week. part of WWE in general right now. Um, we will get back to though to all these men later in the night because Sami Zayn had a match with Butch. Uh, I believe it was in the main event of the show, but we'll get back to that. Uh, Ricochet versus Mustafa Ali in the World Cup tournament that they have going on. Winner was Ricochet, so he'll move on. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Emma returned, who was uh, Tennille Dashwood on the Indies. They got her now involved in some romantic storyline thing with Madcap Moss. I don't. How did that go downhill so fast with her? I don't know. Last week, I think they had her backstage asking someone about Madcap, and they were like, "Oh, you have a crush on her." And then this week, she was like, "Just just happens to be waiting in Gorilla with Madcap," and she's like, "You know, doing the whole, you know, you're gonna do great against Carrying Cross." Nah, he got fucking choked out in the end again <laughs> um so poor emma i hope the payoff is good for her because she's actually really talented but uh as tim said we are going to talk about bray wyatt so let's talk about this bray wyatt segment he comes out and uh you know kind of apologizes he doesn't like what he did to la night last week in the uh backstage um interview with the headbutt i didn't like uh, this. la no Oh, I did. I don't like apologizing Bray Wyatt. Well, it's one of his personas. He's got many personas, Tim. I just don't. It's not just one Bray Wyatt. uh, All right. I think you're in the minority with this. I don't don't like that one. Well, LA Knight came out and, um, you know, talked about respect and how that's the biggest commodity. in the industry, not money. Um, and in the end, he ended up slapping Bray Wyatt and said, now we're even. And he starts <laughs> to get out of the ring. Bray Wyatt, you know, said, okay. Like, after, you know, being conflicted about what he wanted to do to LA one night, he said, came to a sentence and said, all right, we're even. Um, he had tried to shake his hand before, and that's when LA had, night had slapped him. So he goes for one more handshake to say that they're even and, you know, squash their beef. And L.A. Knight slaps him again. And uh, Bray Wyatt's eyes kind of said it all if you watch this segment. LA Knight that was said, a great you know, face he made. Yeah, L.A. Knight said this is a two for one. So it looks like this is going to be their first feud. I mean, L.A. Knight hasn't had a feud since he's been back. And neither yeah. is Bray Wyatt. So. I, d- I didn't have, like, a mega problem with this or anything. I I just didn't like that the segment humanized, and I know that's is like one of his forms or whatever. But I just thought the segment humanized Brave. His first Bray promo Wyatt. back, he was thanking the fans for his time off. Yeah, what do you mean that like humanized diff- him? But that's different though, because he was. Go- yeah, it's a different scenario in my head. You can break the walls. I liked it. Chris I Jer- liked it. I like it every week. Break the walls down, Chris Jericho style, for those things. <laughs> Break down the walls. Break the walls down. Um, it's like an air. It's like an air siren. Like, yeah. that's pretty good, dude. We just hit that. We just hit those notes like back to back like that. 
<laughs> so you're not a fan of this. Well, I don't hate it. I James. just didn't like. I liked it. I don't like. I like when Bray Wyatt is. You'll be surprised to hear this. I like when he's mystical. I like when he's. Uh, I hate when he's know. mystical. See, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I guess that's just what I like. Now that's well, why I like I'm both parts of my it, wrestling. Like I like both parts when he's this humanized version, and also when he does all the mysterious stuff. Like I think it's kind of cool where he switches in and out. Yet Tim hated mystical fiend. I uh, no, dude. <laughs> Hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're very wrong. I absolutely loved the fiend. You loved pandemic fiend, mystical no. pandemic fiend. I did not love pandemic fiend. I loved well, that's the fiend what I'm, before. That's what I'm the... sorry. That was very mystical. No, they they didn't have any other choice. I like the fiend. <laughs> You know, this is going to be a soundbite for the show right here. All right, look, we're going to hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Let's get serious for a second. <laughs> the Fiend was amazing, okay? When The Fiend first came out, when that Code Orange theme music and that first debut, Against amazing. Finn Balor. It started going bad. I thought the Hell in a Cell match with Seth was like the beginning and the end. And then the pandemic match. That was the worst or, thing. Uh, sorry, not... Yeah, and then the pandemic stuff happened, and then by that point, like, what do you? You can't really do anything with that character except for be cinematic and do all this weird, crazy stuff. I just think that it got cut short for what it should have been. Something about that the Hell in a Cell match, that whole scenario, like Seth, uh, it just wasn't good. That that for both guys. I mean, but they've already both acknowledged that. But that that to me, up until then, I when they were running the ads on TV and the fiend would like randomly pop up on the USA network, just his face would be like yep, and like pop up real quick. I like dude, yep. the fiend's awesome, but it just dude, don't forget the fiend title. Yeah. Oh, that was uh, cool. That was I did awful. like it. What you don't like it? Fucking hate it. Isn't just his mask stretched out as a title. Here, yeah, that's cool. It's cool. Like hotcakes, man, but you're you're gonna God, have to be. Damn, I fucking hated it. You're gonna have to be a a wrestling super fan to know where this quote's coming from, and Andy might smirk, but that's the beautiful thing, man. We're all different, and I'm just gonna leave it Definitely. at that. And if you, and <laughs> but do you know what that? Do you know where that's from? Is it from the diner? Yeah, when he's like fucked up at the Waffle House. Oh, I'm going to see him. I made you a fucking superstar. I made you a superstar. <laughs> he's like, and that's the beautiful thing. We're all different. <laughs> he's like, ooh. ooh, ooh. He's like incredibly <laughs> high. <laughs> My God. Anyway. Who lives on the internet. <laughs> Man. Anyway, our main event was. And then Matt uh, Hardy's like eating Cup. like. Sorry, hang on. Matt Hardy's like eating pancakes and he's like talks about Amy like, Duma. Oh. Yeah, he's like Amy Duma. And he's like all fucked up and he's like leaning back. He's like, Amy Duma. Let me ask you this, punk. How come she still calls me at night? And he's like eating like French fries or something. Dude, it's really weird video. That's a wild it. video. Yeah. Well, the main event. God, and you take Ambien, and that. you know that's a prescription. All right, I'm done. <laughs> You're in a straight edge as you think. 
You're not as straight edge as you think you are. <laughs> we'll get to punk later during full gear, all right? Oh, yeah. Shot. Main event of SmackDown was uh, another World Cup uh, match. It was Butch versus Sami Zayn. Uh, good match. Winner was Butch. At the end, uh, Roman Reigns and the Bloodline attack. As they're attacking, uh, Brawling Brutes and Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. We finally get our fifth member. Big pop for him. Kevin Owens' music is hit. Uh, and he comes out to the ring. And um, looks like he still has a little bit of a score to settle with Roman after all those pandemic matches that he got screwed over um, by like the Usos and whatnot. Which he talked a little bit about tonight. Um, so yeah, War Games uh, main event is set. It is Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, and the Brawling Brutes against the entire Bloodline. That should be uh, really good. Usually War Games is four on four. Now it's five on five this year. Yeah, it's, look, it's looking really good. Yep. Um, so what I know that we have so far, uh, War Games... Survivor Series-wise, uh, match-wise, is the match I just mentioned, the women's, but we still need one more member, and AJ versus Finn. Can you guys think of anything else? Ms. Dexter Loomis? I, I think that's it for now. That's, yeah, that's I'm the sure WWE. there's going to be some kind of uni- United States title match announced tonight, I'm sure. Yeah. Wasn't it the U.S. title versus Intercontinental, or no? In the past. They're not going to have Seth beat Gunter, and they're not going to have Gunter or beat Seth, probably. That'd be a really good match, though. Be, yeah, yeah. Um, but the way they're building this Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley stuff, I mean, especially yeah. right now, they're showing this whole package of Austin Theory, I think. Yeah. That's where they're going. Um, all right, let's quickly get into Rampage, and we can dive into full gear. Ricky Starks versus Lance Archer, World Title Eliminator Tournament. Winner was Ricky Starks, so he will be facing Brian Cage at full gear in the buy-in show. Um, And then um, after Athena's match uh, on this uh, past rampage, ROH Women's Champion Mercedes Martinez returned from injury. Um, Probably to fucking... Chill out, Athena, from beating the shit out of girls. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm still thinking about that dropkick. <laughs> I swear, some you know what people it never amounted to anything, and I know we made a big deal out of it. I still think something was weird about that. The vi- as they as the kids say, the vibes were off. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I know this is spoiling next week's not, episode of the weird. podcast. <laughs> I know this is spoiling next week's episode of the podcast, but since we just brought it up, yeah, they just announced a triple threat, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, and Austin Theory for the United States Championship at Survivor Series. So there you go. There you go. All right, let's get into full gear. I went to Tim's house, as always, to watch this pay-per-view. All right, Uh, let's just get out of the way out front. Hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, speed racer over here. I know you. I know you probably got to take a number two, oh, knowing you. But long just fucking show. <laughs> it was a long show. All right. Then sorry. I'm but not, I'm let's just get that. Through. Let's just get out it of the way. It was a long show that Tim didn't make it through. I fell asleep. With how many matches left? <laughs> you thought three. Four. There was four. I saw three. You fell and there was after Wardlow, Samoa Joe, and Hobbs. 
Yes. It's a four. Yeah. Just to let the fans, I'd like to think of them as the listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Fans. Because we're so famous. Uh, Just to let the listeners know, I did go back and rewatch. So I am called up. Don't let these shit talkers make you feel like Big Tim didn't watch. Okay, I did. All right. All right. Go ahead, Andy. I knew you were going uh, to. So we'll start. With- Andy was going to talk some talk some mess. I wasn't going to say anything. I wasn't uh-huh. going to say anything. I keep it uh-huh. to myself. I internalize it. I just talked to Jeremy about internalize it. Internalize it. I talked to Jeremy about it beforehand. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> or during, res- like I did. I sent Snapchats of you sleeping on the couch. I get these taking pictures of, of me. I'm a dad. Right, I work right. 50 hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, start with the buy-in. Um, not a big fan of the buy-in this time, except for the first match. Well, the end of the first yeah. match. But first match of the buy-in was Best Friends versus uh, Best Friends Rocky Romero and Orange Cassidy, and there was supposed to be a mysterious, very evil fifth member versus uh, five members of the factory. I'm not going to name all their names. They're the same <laughs> ones you see every time. All right, it doesn't Nick matter. Nick Camarado, uh, QT Marshall. And three other fucking douchebags. <laughs> you can't even name them. Um, by the end of the match, Danhausen enters back in. His comedy gimmick is kind of done. Or not comedy gimmick, but the very nice side of his gimmick is done. Is is this more of his ROH gimmick that came out? Yeah, this... I don't even know. His music this was different. More... This is... Okay, so... His music was Dan... darker. Danhausen... Yeah. So he had the, the Donovan... I think it was Donovan Danhausen, where he was just a, like a regular wrestler, and then you know, you know, just wearing he had his you know tights and kick pads and no makeup, and you know he was doing a regular wrestling thing, and then, uh, but the Danhausen that was on the Indies in ROH seemed like kind of a hybrid between the two, like between what we're seeing now and. And uh, the comedy character, like he would do the teeth thing and he would wrestle. When he first came into AEW, I was surprised that they were doing fully comedy with him. Like we really haven't seen him get in any offense. And it, to me, it was almost like, hey, Tony Khan was like, if you're going to actually be competitive or like have serious matches with some of these guys without you getting squashed, we got to get you a little bit more serious. So... I feel like they're just kind of leaning into the more serious side of his gimmick. It doesn't feel like it's like totally like he's not like coming out trying to be like, oh, I'm a vamp, you know, like I'm crazy, you know, horror movie guy now. But like it does seem more serious, like he's trying to do a little bit more. Yeah, it seems like they're flipping back and forth kind of because like in the later on, there was a backstage segment and he had his other makeup on like the more comedy version of it. Mm. So I think it's kind of like. Hopefully, when he has matches, then he changes into that. Well, when he came out and started wrestling, Tim was like, I told everyone that this guy can actually wrestle. Dan yeah, Housen can go. Dude, because as soon as he got in the ring, he started throwing German suplexes and, like, Taz, like, like moves. Quick and, snap like, snooplex. And I was like, I said. Yeah, I was and like, Taz I told, was like, whoa. I was like, I told everybody this guy can freaking wrestle. Well, he finally brought out the teeth and did the teeth finisher where he puts the jar of teeth in the mouth and uh yeah so dana we'll just have to see if they they're continuing this gimmick week to week or if it's every so often 
but winners were best friends Rocky Romero, Orange Cassidy, and Dan Housen. Second match, uh, I believe it was a semifinal um, world title eliminator tournament. Brian Cage versus Ricky Starks. Winner was Ricky Starks. Um, to be honest, I didn't pay too much attention. Me and Tim were eating I mean, this was Chinese like the food. 20th time these guys face each other. So yeah. They used to be on the same team. How Me good Tim was that Chinese during this? So that's, a, that's all I could think about during this match. Walk to go. Some sushi. Uh, walk to go. Maryland shout out. <laughs> Freaking delicious. Jeremy. You know what I a- think of every time? Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good place. You know what I think of every time though with Brian Cage and Rick Starts is there's this tweet. It was some it was something like they were wrestling in Philly. And Brian Cage tweets like uh, where's the Philly Street fight at? And then Ricky Starts is like, In Philly, you big dumb bitch. And he like tweeted back at him that <laughs> and that's all I think about. <laughs> Oh my god, so good. Oh yeah, and speaking of uh hey, you know, we gave Maryland a little shout out our buddies on the uh uh Slippery Stallions podcast. You know, I made a prediction a while back. I said these guys are really funny. They're going to start to get I think they're going to do something. They're going to get big. Hey, congrats on uh their first video getting to 1 million views. That's super cool. Stoked uh to wow. be buddy yeah, stoked to be buddies with you guys, and the video that they did put up was hilarious. So, uh, go to Slippery Stallions page and check that out if you want a good laugh. You'll know exactly which one because they—I'm sure they pinned it. <laughs> um, and then our final buy-in match was Eddie Kingston versus—I hope I say it right. <sighs> Poor me every time. June <laughs> Aki, me. June Akiyama, John. John Akiyama. I don't know. They just call him Akiyama. Um, All right. I hate these strong style slap back and forth. I hate them. I hate it. Fucking hate it. So if this was your jam. Jeremy, Jeremy, it's okay if you like it. If anybody's listening, if you like it. If it's your jam, it's your jam. You love this match. I just would love to sit down, though, and be like, okay. What? What? And be like, see this match from 1975? No slaps. Not one. And it's five stars. You didn't see Bruno and Harley Race do that, did you? (laughs) Now, you know what? I didn't hate this match. It wasn't my my favorite by far at all. But to me, I just liked how much it meant to Eddie Kingston. Okay, so I was going to say this. Uh, I hate the slap fight thing, but I understand that it is a style and it is a um, whatever. You know, people like it. I'm gonna be nice here. Yeah. Who can take I it will, more? But, but I, I liked. Well, yeah, you know, it's like a display of who's tougher. I understand, you know, to a degree. But um, I did think it was really cool how much Eddie Kingston loves that type of wrestling and his speech after the match. I mean, I, I'm, I'm very passionate person. I love music. I love wrestling. I love like, you know, art. And anytime I see somebody be super passionate about something and like to the point where they would shed tears about it, I always think it's cool. So the fact that Eddie Kingston, it meant so much to him and he respects this that type of wrestling that much i actually i did think that part was cool even if the match itself wasn't for me 
It's like seeing a band, right? Like, it's like seeing a band that you're like, hey, this type of music, like, isn't really my thing, but I know that they're very, they clearly love it and they're very authentic about it. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, brother. Brother. Um, <laughs> but that, that wraps up the buy-in, so let's dive into the actual full show. Opened up, opening match was, I'm so glad to mention that he's glad they do this too. In quotations, it's now Jungle Boy Jack Perry. It's not just Jungle Boy, all right? Yeah. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. But JR's, out of, but JR's old and out of touch. The dude's been calling him this <laughs> since day one. Day one he, he has, was yeah. doing it. Even when they told him that to stop, he still did it. And now oh, what? There goes Jack Perry. Changes right. gear a little bit. Looks a little more serious, though the boots still need to go, in my opinion. Uh, you don't like those boots? No, I fucking hate them. <laughs> but who am I? Make, all right. They just don't make sense anymore. It's like the rest of his outfit, it's like all of a sudden... But I told Andy last night, or yeah. the other night, I said the boots are the only thing right now, besides the hair, that connects him to the jungle. Besides his character. hair. Besides his natural hair. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but like if he changes yeah. boots to just black boots, it's like the jungle boy character. I don't know. It's like what about him is jungly? That would make sense. Know? Yeah. Put some tiger stripes on there. I don't, I don't like the I don't like the boots either, but I feel like he's black. What is the brown with the black? Time. Make the boots black. I don't know. Yeah, it's an odd pairing. Clearly the the, I'm not, the tights I'm not and the a boot designer. Design, knee pads don't go with the boots. Uh, but it was Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus in a steel cage match. I like this match. Uh, Jungle Boy started bleeding pretty early on. It was pretty good amount of blood covering most of his face. Um, the story of the match seemed to be that Luchasaurus was basically beating the shit out of Jungle Boy most of the time. Um, at one point, Christian opened up the cage door, which we haven't seen at all in AEW, and then Christian got ejected to the back of the arena. Um... Which I don't know how you can do that if it's a non-disqualification match. But I brought that up to Tim. He's like, I don't know. We'll have to mention it. So it doesn't really make sense. Um, uh, one of the oh, final hey, spots. It at- was. Well, the reason why it's worth mentioning is because even the announcers were like, well, keep in mind, you know, they had to say, like, because people that are watching maybe order this pay-per-view. Let's say that you just ordered your first AEW pay-per-view. And you're used to WWE rules, right? And you're like, I don't know, 15, and you don't know anything else. Yeah, and they then said all of a sudden you see the guys. Closed. Yeah, you see, you see the guys oh, get escaping. out. Of, yeah, and then you get out of the the cage. It might be confusing. So like the the announcers had to say like, keep in mind we're this, you know, you're not supposed to leave. Like <laughs> they're supposed <laughs> yeah. to stay in there. <laughs> Um, but the big spot at the end that, you know, after Jungle Boy finally started to make a comeback, uh, he put Luchasaurus on the table, climbed the top of the cage, and did a, a lot of people are comparing to Shawn Michaels' elbow drop kind of thing. It did it look was, like it. Yeah. It looked good, but man, the table, I wish, like, it just, like, broke in slow motion. It, like, could have been... I was about to say, it wasn't, like, a nice clean, it was, like, ew. It just, like... it's. It was know. like he did this it cool flipped. dive and like puts his life on the line, and he did hit it, but it was like womp womp womp. 
like close, like the way that it went down. It was like, yeah, yeah. He, he talked about it afterwards in the media scrum. Jungle Boy did, and he was like, he was he talked about that too because he was like, I didn't know where to land at first because he's like, I didn't want to go over it and overshoot it. High and shit. Go, yeah, and so he's like, I just made to make a split second decision. Um, but he did oh, that dude, move right oh, and dude, then put I him into the bear trap. I would have done it way better, dude. I would have I would have gotten <laughs> up there and made it way better, bro. But he he did that elbow drop right and then put Luchasaurus in the uh the snare trap snare trap snare trap right yeah and then that's how he won I believe yeah then Luchasaurus tapped out okay. yeah um so yeah winner was Jungle Boy uh, I thought it was a good opening match um it's really good second match Death Triangle versus the Elite uh for the Trios Tag Team Championships. That triangle comes out, and then we get, you know, uh, Dark Arena uh, video on the. It wasn't the Titan Tron, but it was like, I don't know what you call it. Titan Tron, up yeah. top. Yeah, the yeah. up top like one for like basketball and hockey and stuff. Yeah. Um, video. I'm not gonna say what the message was. It was just some kind of cryptic. Carry thing. on. Yeah, it was. It ended with carry on, and then. You hear "Carry on, my wayward son," and which they probably spent a buttload of money for to use. Um, I thought the it was a great song to come back with. I thought the song was awesome. I thought the whole like "We are the blah blah blah, we are the blah blah blah." I was like, this is like some very we are the pretend- gears of change. I was like, this is some pretentious. Yeah. This is some pretentious ass bullshit. That was kind of weird. Yeah, I was like, all that's lame. If they had just left all that out and done the dark like <laughs> yeah. carry you my way i would have been like hell yeah that's dope but i was like why did you have to put all like the like jerking oh. off stuff like right before that and that didn't that didn't even seem like it fit with it it did either. it was like pyramids and shit like randomly like whoever yeah. like the <laughs> video designer was for that made no like no sense yeah it was like completely different designs for each of those uh right. two options well Let's. Uh, it was like half bad, the and then when they came out, it was awesome. And then like, yeah. I was like, the crowd was lame. And then all of a sudden, yeah, they hit like the, the best part was to me was like, the crowd was singing along with the song. And right, I was right. like, this is like a perfect entrance. For the crowd was very was... excited for them to come back. They were definitely excited for them to come back when they got in the ring and the match started. I honestly don't know how I didn't hear it at first. Um, I knew they were chanting. Yeah, I thought something. you guys were like the. I knew they were chanting something, but. Uh, yeah, the entire, basically the entire arena. That was a very loud chant. Was chanting, fuck CM Punk. Now, <laughs> these are the same people that were so excited for him to be back and give him, I mean, I know they were in Chicago when he came back, but every time he came out, they were still excited. It didn't matter what where they were. Well, this is also New Jersey. What is that? Does Jersey not like Punk? No one likes Jersey. But New Jersey and New York are, they like to be the heel. They play up to the. This entire place was chaining fuck CM Punk. (laughs) If you're from New York, I just started laughing at that. There's no fans in there? Like, everyone is just, like, turned? Like. All right, listen, boss. If you're from New York and New Jersey, you know you guys, you know what you're doing, all right, boss? You know what you're going there? You're going in there, you're starting problems. But Vince Russo was in there <laughs> chanting, like Yeah. Russo started the chant. Yeah, Russo started the chant. <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, Alright, so the elite, and then 
Sorry. And then they chanted Cole Cabana after that, too. Oh, my God. All right. Well, <laughs> just getting, I'm just getting I'm heated. I'm saying it right here on the pod. This is where the, my loyalties lie. The man right there. He's blood red mad. <laughs> I don't give a F, bro. Um, all right. Let's just talk about the match. No, it's a heated well, I'll debate. say this about the match. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's a There's, heated I, I'm thing. sure I'm, a lot of I'm listeners that are like, fuck, fuck. I'm dude. I'm sure people are listening. Like Tim's a fucking annoying as hell. Like Punk sucks. He's a dickhead. I understand. <laughs> uh, there were so many from. people wearing Punk shirts with a big black taped X on it in the crowd too. <laughs> Whatever. You know what? Whatever to all you. All right. <laughs> go get Just yourself a bagel and go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, the elite. Well, uh, go on, Jeremy. Can I say this about the match first? Is this this is what I I think that I used I used to love about AEW is this style of match or at least this like this was a good match. match. The elite, unlike when Kenny first came back, they did not look rusty. Yeah, they Kenny looked, looked good. It looked like good. he looked ready. Um, you know, very a lot of talent in the ring, um, both sides. I will say, they kind of I th- I think everyone expected the elite to come back and win the titles that they had to be stripped. Yeah. And that was not the case. And I think the Crazy. crowd was surprised. I was, I know I was saying with Tim, I was like, no way. Because during the whole match, I was joking around with Tim. I was like, and then Tony Khan's like, Oh yeah, there's one more part of your punishment. And then so you're <laughs> going to lose this match. And then yeah. it fucking happened. So, yeah, but now it's a best of seven between these two. God. Oh, is it? Yeah, and I'm they, all for it. Did they wrestle each other in the finals? Was it them at All Out? It was, well, it was the, uh, um, no, because uh, Elite beat um, the Hardys. <laughs> did you guys read that, um, did you guys see the article that came out? Um, oh, fuck, I wish, I want to give the right oh, yeah, credit Kurt here. Oh, no, <laughs> shut, shut up, Andy. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, the uh, <laughs> bringing it back for the for the old days, um, <laughs> the old days like three weeks ago. But uh, what was it? It said that I guess Punk behind the scenes was trying to get AEW to tone down their style from like day one of him being there. Did you guys see that? Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I'm gonna look that up now. I'm gonna because I want to give the the with article with all the, the flippy credit. floppers. Yeah, he apparently wanted that to slow down, but I was like, that's like one of my favorite parts, and also what's it makes it more unique, anyways. Maybe he was just trying to get them not to kill themselves. I mean, I'm okay with it. <laughs> um, our next match was Jade Cargo versus Nyla Rose for the TBS Championship. Jay Cargill came out uh, dressed like a Thundercat. Um, Hang on, I gotta, then... I gotta interrupt you. Sorry, oh um, I swear to God, if it's Stu. <laughs> he was finding the article. Okay. Yeah, I was finding the article. It was like Jamie from Rogan's podcast. You dickhead. Um, all Jamie right, Mo. so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so. Cage side seats, and then. Um, that seems to be. I just want to make sure here that we're. I think cage side seats is the one that, and then, of course, uh, Reddit. 
had a, a form about it. But I just wanted to make sure that whoever wrote that, you know, we're not just saying. I Sometimes I listen back to the shows and I hear like, oh, I read this and I saw this online. And I'm like, ah, it's like my pet peeve. I want to start saying where we saw that stuff. So anyway, moving yeah. on. Jay Cargo versus Nyla Rose TBS Championship. Jay Cargo came out looking like someone from Thundercats. Sorry, I'd never watched the Loved show. It. I just know that. She looked great. <clears throat> Nyla Rose came out with Vicky Guerrero in a low rider, and Vicky Guerrero was wearing an I'm Your Mommy shirt, which is a WWE Rhea Ripley shirt. So that was interesting to see. Um, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, what are going to say, right? It's like she wears it, and it's like, Vicky, um... Yeah, you can't wear that. It's like, bro, <laughs> no one's going to say shit. I don't, I don't think on either side. Vicky, what are you doing? Tony Khan's like, Vicky, you, can't wear, you can't wear that shirt on there. That's going to make you, it's going to be sued. I made him sound like Jerry Seinfeld. I know. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, <laughs> um, that was also the best part of the match, by the way. I don't want to wear the t-shirt. Um, yeah, God. Um, okay, so match as a whole, um, it was it was all right. I'm not a fan of Nyla Rose, yeah. Jade Cargill. It really depends on her opponent. I understand what they like. Nyla Rose kind of was the biggest threat to her championship up until now. Um, this was wasn't my favorite match. women's match on the show, but uh, my favorite match women's match on the show was later. It was the AW yeah. Women's Champ. That was very good, but. Uh, I mean, honestly, if I'm booking, you know, if we're not booking wise, do, it was good. The it's funny, like if AEW had WrestleMania, which I guess full gear is full gear, or is double or nothing, or all out. Double or I think double or nothing. But like, so let's just say like their WrestleMania show, whatever that one is, and you know, it's like of course the standard is WrestleMania. So I got to say that it's like. You know, if we were talking about the XFL, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. It just is what it is. But if they had a WrestleMania show, it's funny. The two women's matches that were on the show would be like the two that I would book at the WrestleMania, which would be uh, Soraya versus Britt Baker. And my other one would you'd have the two powerhouses. You'd have uh, uh, Nyla Rose and Jade. Uh, um, Jade Cargill, sorry. Sorry, Jade. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's funny that these two matches just happened to be the you know the ones that were on there. I mean, there was more, but these are the two that stood out to me as, like, if I was fantasy booking or if I had, like, a fig fed when I was a kid, you know, these would be the, <laughs> the matches that I would want, you know? Ugh, sorry. No, I completely agree. Am I boring? You, you? know, it's... No, it's like it's getting late. All right, and he's yawning. He's like, "Is he almost done?" No, he's like, uh, "Oh, women's wrestling." Watching this, <laughs> watching this review, watching paper, watching this pay per view with Tim. Tim's like, "Jesus, how many matches are there?" I was like, "I told him," and he's like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I was getting I was annoyed." Like, At one point, Andy was like, "Dude, there's like six more matches." I was like, "What the fuck? How many matches?" I are think on we this were on like show? match six. 
I think we we're on match six. I was like, yeah, the last WWE pay-per-views have all ended on six matches. And you're like, and we still have like four more. I was like, yep. <laughs> you're like, oh my God. Because well, Andy was like, uh, Andy was like, the next time I, next weekend when I come over for the WWE show, you're going to fall asleep. I'm like, no, I'm not. Because they don't have fucking 20 matches per pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, but the two War Games matches are going to be long. They got to get War everyone games. in there before they can start. Yeah, that's pinning. Um. All right, so our next match was for the RH World Title: Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Claudio Castagnoli, and Brian Danielson. Uh, story of the match, kind of, I think for a little while at least, was, you know, you had JAS people against uh, Blackpool Combat Club people. Um, eventually, Sammy did turn on Chris uh, by breaking up a pin, I believe it was, that Chris had. Um, and then Sammy seemed like he apologized for it, but then picked him up and put him in his uh, GTFO, I think. That's what I he think did. so, yeah. Um, the cr- crowd a little With pop. The ops and GTS. Yeah. Uh, a little pop for that. Um, overall, you know, that you had a lot of talent in the ring. Um, if they were going to change hands, I would have liked to see Brian Danielson win a title, but... If I'm being honest, I didn't think it was going to go that way. Uh, I'm sure there's more ROH champions for Jericho to continue this whole uh, spree of his. So Jericho is Brian Danielson just gets gives me the vibe, like in his AEW run, that he's like, I don't care. I just want to wrestle. What was announced today that after his contract's up, he's retiring from full time. I was going to say because. He just seems like he's like I've been WWE champion a couple times. Like I'm good. I've like, been I'm just WWE. Here to... I've been there. <laughs> I've had the yes movement. I'm just here to have fun, and like yeah. because. And also, he came back from that injury, so it's kind of like, let me just wrestle and do what I want right now. Yeah, right. I think he just remember, like, he, remember he. There was like some old episode. Of, I don't know if it was. I don't think it was Divas, but it was some reality show. Where it was either Divas or Bellas. Yeah, he was gonna. That's the two that he's on. He was gonna Change create a. Yeah, he was gonna create an Andy knew exactly where I was going, where he was gonna watch them all. Man, his, I watched it all. <laughs> where he was gonna change his style and like wrestle like a monkey. Like he was gonna like, he's like if I yeah. do this, he's like if I do this, you know. He was like this running on all fours. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> So I predict my neck. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, man. You got to be in the fight pit and backstage with Shane McMahon or whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> that thing they had. It was like a gorilla. It was like running like a gorilla, like doing like handstand. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I'm glad that didn't end up sticking. He threw that against the wall. Yeah. Then. <laughs> yeah. um, so Chris Jericho retained his ROH world title. Um I'm trying to remember are him and Sammy like I think I think they ended up being fine. Jericho, I think in a video package backstage said, you know, I would have done the same thing if I was Sammy. So I think Yeah. I think and Jericho's facing uh, Ishii on Wednesday. Yes. Ishii. Tomo, Tomohiro Ishii. <laughs> yeah. Ishii. Said that said that one or it's Ishii. Yeah. Ishii. Ishii. Who Kevin Owens had a slap fight with at the last pay per view? Um, <laughs> uh, Eddie Kingston, yeah. Or yeah, I said Kevin Owens, <laughs> whatever. Fat guy, fat guy. Uh, <laughs> Same person. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> fat guy, fat guy. 
I love both guys. Just, guys, I know they're listening. Guys that wear all, tank but... tops and wear and wrestle strong style. <laughs> um. All right. So let's talk about the next match. It was Soraya's making her uh, return after five years. They are kind of the Britt same Baker. guy. It is weird <laughs> if you think about it. Just one super angry all the time. Um. <laughs> One's Canadian, one's from like Brooklyn. Yeah, basically, <laughs> same guys. Basically, yep. it's Canada, Brooklyn, same place. Uh, everything's <laughs> the same. Paradox. No, I'm not. All right. Anyway, <laughs> um, so Soraya versus Britt Baker. Like Tim said, you know, this is, you know, booking wise, this is really you know big match. Um, Soraya, of course, was going to be under a microscope during this match. Everyone's going to be watching her every move. This I is know the watching biggest with... women's match they've ever had. I'm sorry, but, like, it is. It's the most, like, draw yeah. the two biggest stars. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I know watching with Tim, you know, me and him were kind of, like, you know, wincing at every little thing. Anytime a wrestler first comes least, back... Sean Mike, it was the same like thing. Like, we did with Edge. We did with Edge when Edge, Edge first came back. When Edge came yeah, back. Yeah, same thing with Danielson, too. Shawn Michaels, Danielson. Anytime someone first comes back from a back or neck injury, it just kind of weirds me out a little bit. Like, I just wince a little bit, you know? Because you're like, I'll never forget watching Sting take the buckle bomb in the corner and then collapse in the middle of the oh, ring. Oh, and then seeing Sting yeah. come back. After all that time in AEW, I was. I mean, I still, what he does on these pay per views. Yeah, I still get weirded out with Sting. But, um, so yeah. first off, what do you guys think of the match as a whole? I thought it was it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great. I think it was just like her first match back after five years, and I'm glad she. That's had how it. I look at. It. I look at it. Okay, one. I mean, give it to Britt Baker for you know keeping everything on track and yeah. uh, being safe. I almost felt like everything they were doing was kind of like. Slow down a little bit to like be safe. Yeah, in a way, you yeah. know, I feel like it could have been more fast paced, like normally, but it was almost like they were taking it easy with the moves. Though the moves were dangerous, it's the way they executed them. Yeah. You know what it seemed like Just being very safe, trying to be safe. It's like it's like testing the waters. I felt like they so weren't, I hope- uh, they weren't ferocious. The move they weren't yeah. done. For- they, they weren't, weren't done being Athena on dark. All right. They yeah, it wasn't Athena a thing. on dark. You know. Um, yeah, we we weren't disregarding people's well being and dumping them on their head. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a little test, and uh, you know, Serena had done a. a I want answers bit of, about that girl. What the hell was that? <laughs> you know, you're listening. Big fan of the show. Um, so if <laughs> if this match was kind of like testing the waters, and you know, to do it with someone as. As a pro like Britt Baker, I think was really good. I you know I wouldn't have put her in there with someone like Jade Cargill, who's a little bit more green. I think the most experience on the roster is probably Britt Baker, um, besides Soraya when it comes to wrestling. I think that was a good choice for your first match back. I'm sure Soraya was like, if I'm gonna have a first match back on your show, you know, I think it should be someone like, you know, that she looks at and feels like is a safe opponent. Um. Again, who uh, I don't know her, but um, I don't know where her head's at. I would just think that, you know, yeah. logically that would make sense. Um, so I hope moving forward, now that she got through that first one, you know, it's one of the things you get out of the way. You know, maybe then you can move forward in a different, more fast-paced 
way now that she's like, oh, okay, I'm comfortable back in front of people, back wrestling. You got that first one that everyone was, you know, really watching you to see how you would do and, you know, judging you um, off it. But Surya ended up winning. I think she had to win, um, in my opinion. And then she had an emotional moment with her brother who was at ringside. Uh, it was it was cool to see her back in the ring. You know, I always liked her. She won with the rampage, and yeah. So, you guys like seeing her back? Yeah, I'm kind of. She had a kind of different outfit for her ring attire. Apparently, it was inspired by China's outfit. Her black. If that anyone, if it sinks, I guess I have to see it again now. Yeah, um, I saw an article about it today. Um. Let's get into this TNT Championship. What I mentioned last week about this triple threat match ended up happening. <laughs> Wardlow, Samoja, Powerhouse, Hobbs. I'm telling you, Booker, Andy, you know. <laughs> when we all made our predictions. By the way, um, um, and Booker Andy t-shirt is coming to ProWrestlingTees.com. But we will various discuss colors as well. And, no, um, but hang on. We will, we will discuss next week. Stay tuned. Keep going. Uh, so Wardlow, Samojo, Powerhouse Hobbs for the TNT Championship. Wardlow came in as TNT Champion. Samojo is the ROH Television Champion, but it is not on the line. In the end, Samojo ended up winning. And what I had mentioned last week, I said, what if Samojo wins? And then now they have two television titles, and they just combine them. You're right. Well, we don't. I'm not right in the fact of combining them. We don't know that yet. But Well, that he has both. He has both. It could just become the AEW Television Championship. I mean, <laughs> they did with WCW Television Championship. It is on TNT TBS. Um, I did not see it coming, though. I did not see Samoa Joe winning. Me and Tim really thought Hobbs was going to win. I thought it was his moment to finally, you know. I thought it was either Hobbs or Wardlow. Yeah, I just, I, you know, I thought, I was like, Joe already has a title. I was like, he doesn't need to win yeah. another one, but... um. I think Tim but you know thought what, the same thing. You know what I didn't see coming was Wardlow's uh, Whisper in the Wind. Dude, I'm telling you, huge Hardy fan. He did a swanton off the top <laughs> rope. That was... And he did the Whisper in the Wind. Well, like, with ease. And he's like 300 pounds. Gotta give it to Easy. the guy. <laughs> his favorite wrestler, he's practiced his moves the whole life. His whole life. Like, <laughs> sure, he's insane. so disappointed with the DUI stuff. Um, so this is where tim originally fell asleep i gotta say something tim even though you already (laughs) mentioned it in the beginning but this is where tim had to go back and watch um so he got through the ward love match and then it was night night time i was out (laughs) i showed him the trailer for a christmas story christmas and he passed out that was enough (laughs) to make me want to die so i went to bed Jay Lethal versus Jeff Jarrett, or Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett teaming up against Sting versus Darby Allen. I keep wondering every time I see them team up when this team is going to end. Um, of Sting and Darby? Yeah. When Darby's just going to have like a solo run again. Um, so I'm, I'm going to pass off to Jeremy. Let's talk about a couple spots in the match. You mentioned earlier when we were talking about Sting what he had done. But they were fighting on the outside. Yeah, I mean, it went everywhere. Here. It went everywhere in yeah. the arena. And this one spot, like, I feel like Sting, like, on a pay-per-view level, like, Sting is, like, a 99 overall. Like, when he's fighting on a pay-per-view. 
because there's like nothing this guy can't do and he just beats everyone it's insane but he did another railing jump which terrifies me every single time Was this guy Jay does lethal it. yeah yeah or um yeah Jay lethal right yeah, yeah. Because those two were off, and then in another area, it was like Jeff Jarrett and Darby, basically. Yeah. And uh, Sting is like, what, 63? 62? 80. 80. And he's jumping from the freaking railing. How old is Steve Gordon? But, um, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll go over the part where... um, He's 50. uh, He's 63. 63. 63, yeah. Um, so Darby goes for a coffin drop off of a ladder, off of the ramp slash stage, to Satnam Singh. Yeah. Satnam Singh catches him <laughs> and pops him up like a razor's edge. <laughs> or if it's if you're Mordecai, it's like the crucifix or something. <laughs> Remember that short run, Tim? Mordecai. 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 Yeah, Mordecai ended up was... showing up at the WWE ECW, but he was like Andy. Uh, Andy used to make a <laughs> in you know the SmackDown video games. Yeah. You could do create a wrestler. The calls, Andy would, yeah, the calls, man. And he would spend yeah. like three hours making Mordecai on there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just make Mordecai. I made a lot. Of he would like download like the. It would be like move it like three clicks to the left. Like you know, it would like seventy tell you, up. I'd be like one, two, three, and then I have to reset yeah, one, if I like two, three, fucked four, up. Four, five. And Andy would like, uh, <laughs> and then yeah, Tim would, he would fuck me. He'd like try to distract me. I was like, oh, fuck. I made yeah, like we Goku. Down, we would download these, how to make them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Darby Allen did a coffin drop off a ladder. Saddam Singh caught him like a truss fall, like under the armpits from the back. Uh, <laughs> popped him up like a razor edge. Razor's edge. Walked him all the way to the ring. And then just tossed him onto the ramp. Not even like safe. It did not look safe at all. He just tossed no. him like he was a rag doll. I was like, I'd have waked him up and be like, Jesus Christ. I was like, look at this. <laughs> and Tim fell asleep before the incident happened again. So uh, I didn't try for a second time. Um, in the end, winners were Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to uh, one of the best women's matches AEW I've seen in a while, actually. I don't know if it was because the crowd hyped me up for how hyped they or how much yeah, they wanted Jamie Hayter to win. Um, so it was Jamie Hayter, the challenger, versus the, I guess, still interim women's champion. They need to just drop the interim shit, to be honest. Well, they asked Tony about that in the in the media scrum. They did? Yeah, and he was like, "Well, he's like, well, I'm talking to Thunder Rosa because she needs to come back soon, or they're changing it." Just get rid of it forever. Just you're the champ, so. and then you get a title shot when you come back. That's all it is. You you, you get yeah. stripped. You get injured. You get stripped. Booker Andy. It's how we do it in my federation. <laughs> Done. <sighs> Son of a bitch. Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm, AW Interim Women's Championship. Good match. Uh, these two ladies used to be friends. I mean, I'm sure they're still friends, let's be honest. But during the pandemic, they lived together. That was the whole story that was being told in that when Tony came to AEW, there was a different Jamie now. and She wouldn't even talk to Tony. Um, 
But no, I mean the crowd. The crowd was really hyped for this match. They've been high, been behind Jamie Hader for a long time now. I don't know how that organically started. I don't know. Like, yeah, I, well, because Jamie Hader just puts on great matches and always loses. Because she, yeah, so she, I mean, point, she, she, even being with like heel Britt Baker, she would like get cheered, and like it yeah. just kind of went from there. Um, She's a good wrestler. You know, Rebel came out. Um, She's fucking him. That's what's going on. Uh, that's what's going on, pal. What's going on with JR and Rebel? She's fucking him. That's if what's anybody going on, if anybody has doesn't know what we're talking about, there was a there was a, a I guess like two years ago now. Rebel and uh, they had a baseball game or a football game or something. Yeah, and JR were like hanging out all the time, and they're both from Oklahoma, and. Like, I guess they were, you know, she probably just thinks he's, like, nice and, like, they're hanging out all the time. But they put up a picture together and someone said, someone tweeted at JR and said, what's going on here? And then somebody (laughs) under-tweeted and said, she's fucking him. That's what's going on, pal. (laughs) Sorry. Anytime we talk about Rebel, I have to bring that. I know. I think of it every time. Um, So... Solid match, uh, very good. Best women's match on the pay-per-view. Um, even better than Britt Baker and Soraya, uh, which I thought was going to be the best going into it, but you know, yeah, it makes sense. That was one of the best women's matches in, I think, a long time for AEW. Well, yeah, that's why I said, uh, yeah, I can't remember one, you know, better. Yeah. Um, but winner and new interim women's champion, uh, Jamie Hayter. It will be interesting to see how Britt Baker deals with it going forward. You know, they were all her group was in the ring celebrating with her, but yeah. as fans, we people, all know how Britt Baker is. So people are doing like the um, putting that, but um, was it Batista for Evolution? Oh, the, he was up on the shoulders and then yeah, thumbs down. To read, like, that's what's gonna happen to her. Um, yeah, just have to wait and see. Um, we had our you turned on me. I was very angry at you. All right, sorry. <laughs> I embraced my my <laughs> Triple H. <laughs> my Triple H. Uh, Randy Orton won the title. Tim's been sending me theme songs from 2002, 2003. Oh, dude. WWE All the butt rock. Songs. All the butt rock WWE theme songs. Was like, this a theme song? I was like, no. Bro, I'm telling you guys. Every pay-per-view theme song from 2002 to 2004, just go on the the Google, the Google machine, as Conrad would say, and just type in list of pay-per-view theme songs. Make a playlist. So good, you won't regret it. I feel like I feel like I'm 13 stop again. At, just... Stop at Stop at Summertime Blues by Rush. Yeah, okay, time. that's actually you don't even have to download that one. That's the that's where everything died. That was yeah. the last. <laughs> Shame Start at anger round. No, I'll take that one too. Here's where you start. Oh, summertime blues for sure. No, you start at the my way or the highway. No, you start all oh. the way back at WrestleMania yeah. 17 with uh with uh, the Limp Biscuit, and then you go all the way to 2004 where it had that stupid summertime blues song. Best pay per view themes ever. It'll Summer never be that blues. Terrible. I was like, this is the end of an era right here. But dude, it was bangers back to back to back to back with except for that with one. the theme song. Um, I 
lost track of where it was. Okay. Yeah. I was like, wait, what match are we on? Um, the Acclaim versus Swerve in Our Glory Tag Team AW Tag Team Championships. Um, we did call it in somewhere, and I think most fans kind of saw where it was going. That in some way, Swerve and uh, Keith Lee would have some issues, which they ended up doing. In the middle of the match, Swerve, who has um, kind of been cheating to win lately, you know, doing some shysty shit. <laughs> <laughs> This again, dude. I looked it up. It's not bad. All right, I made sure. I know it's not bad. I left it I in. Though, I actually did look it up. It's not offensive. It Thank just you. sounds like it would be. Now, you can't say Jip. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> Swear's been winning shystily, and uh, you know what? I'm gonna leave that in, and that's all on you. Yep. Hashtag can- canceled Shiesty. Andy. Cancel. Are you sure? It says hashtag shysty on it. We're gonna make it. Actually, it's gonna say. uh, It's gonna say Booker Andy, and then no, it's gonna say Booker (laughs) Andy, and then in big red letters, it's gonna say canceled across the top of it. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So Swerve handed Keith Lee pliers to use on the acclaim, and uh, Keith Lee wasn't having it, and he ended up. Uh, I think Swerve slapped him across the face, if I remember. It was getting late Yeah. Uh, at this point. It was probably almost like 12 o'clock, to be honest. <laughs> um, and Keith Lee decided to just walk out of the match in the end and leave Swerve to by himself. Uh, up until that point, you know, it was, uh, it was a really good match. Um, this is their third time wrestling each other, I believe, for the titles. Uh, every match has been, you know, pretty good. Uh, but in the end, you know, two-on-one doesn't really ever work out for the for the one and so still your aw tag team champions uh the acclaimed because everyone loves them now next on their radar is probably ftr and that's when i'm going to be conflicted uh, yeah but we will see when we get there hopefully they save it for revolution which will be like two to three months away so there's some time to still have the belts on the acclaimed at least yeah, I think it's usually like, like February or March. Coming. Winter is coming. Fucking, I hate those. And then Quake by the Lake, Battle of the Belts four. Battle of the Belts didn't even do anything. Nothing. Like no, titles don't even change Washington. hands at Battle of the Belts. Yeah, it's not even like a big show either. Let's get to this main event. Great main event. Loved it. MJF yep. comes out looking like a star in his robe. Motorboats a woman. Motorboats on the way to the ring. tits <laughs> during Moxley's performance. I don't know who he was looking at the, in the audience, but he was doing a, a jerk it. Oh my! You know, cover your kids' ears. <laughs> We're getting graphic in here. He was joking <laughs> it. It was tits. I like I like his tights that he wears. This is the rated rated t- R rated triple X PW fan episode. MJF's tights, he has like 20 times. MJF's tights have MJF written on them in like the Ric Flair font from his tights that said Flair, which I think is really cool. Um, This crowd was not hyped for Moxley at all. They didn't really boo. I mean, some cheered, but really the pop was for MJF. Everyone in that arena knew this was his moment. Yeah, they cheered Moxley when he came out, but that was it. Um, and Moxley could look around and could tell though. At, you could tell at times, yeah. like when they were chaining MJF, he was like, "Oh, really?" Like, 
Um, he's he's pretty good. He plays like the I guess the heel technically in this. I mean, yeah, technically. I mean, from a fan point of view, um, yeah. you know, MJF is supposed to be a heel, but organically he has become a babyface and the face of the company. Um, so the match itself, loved it. I thought it was one of Moxley's best matches. Um, MJF was very good. And MJF is great, all right? He doesn't have to do a bunch of bullshit, and he's sold... All right, don't don't be like Braun Strowman no, right now. I don't mean that kind of bullshit. I'm just like, he doesn't have to try too hard. Like, he just, like, does yeah. solid, like, selling, you know, solid... Re- like, his selling is great. They worked his knee... I think the whole time that was... He even sold the knee in the press conference, the media scrum afterwards. He was limping around on the stage. Like, I just mean, like, he doesn't have to do too much to push the story that's being told further along in the ring. No, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. You know, Moxley Moxley does the same thing. You know, he doesn't do too much in the ring. You know, they're not doing crazy stuff. I mean, they did do, like, a pile driver through a table. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But wouldn't be a, a Moxley point, wouldn't be a Moxley match if you didn't have that. I, I'd say, uh, but I loved it, man. I re- and I'm oh, I didn't even say the winner, new champion, MJF. Moxley can finally take that six week long vacation he's postponed. Um, I'm sure I'm sure he will. I'm sure we won't see him for a little bit. Um, yeah. But let's talk yeah, about like it ended. Yes, yeah. uh, Tim. I actually want your take on it, on the little swerve they gave us with the ring and the. Uh, I, I got to say, I definitely didn't see Regal aligning himself with MJF. Sorry, excuse me. Um, I was pretty shocked by the whole thing, but I also loved how they it was kind of a double swerve. Like they made you think, like don't you don't you use the ring? Don't you use? Yeah. It. So MJF pulled the ring out of the tights that he said he would not use. He pulls it out. Regal comes down the ramp and yells like, "Don't you fucking use it." And MJF chucks it at the ramp. Um, and then uh, two referees had been down in the match. And Mox goes for, or or tries to pin MJF. And Regal's like, the ref's down, the ref's down. And so Mox is distracted and goes to grab the ref. Well, he has the bulldog choke. Wait, yeah, MJF taps. MJF is tapping out. That's right. He's not pinning yeah. him. Uh, and Regal's like, the ref's down. You got to get the ref. And when Mox is going to get the ref... Regal slides MJF the brass knuckles. And MJF, you know, uh, gets up. Moxley gets the ref up and turns around. Or before the ref turns around, Moxley gets hit with the brass knuckles. One, two, three. Your new champion, MJF. And then Wheeler Yuta tweeted out, fucking snake, afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, apparently for this ending, though... um, like, I read that it was Tony Khan. Like, I mean... I there was a, a different ending, right? Ideas. Or something? Yeah, some other people pitched different endings, but Tony Khan really wanted to do this one, which I agree was the right one. Cause Dude, pair Regal with, with... Regal's supposed yeah. to be a heel. All right, Regal always yeah. was a heel. Yeah. Put him with MJF. Yeah. You he know. even says, like, he's the villain. Uh, Regal does. So, I I'm super excited for this moving forward. Um, do you guys want to talk real quick about, since we're on MJF, about MJF's promo he cut at the medium scrum, and then we can wrap it up? Yeah. Um, so you both watched that, I would assume, because Tim's the one that brought it up to me, and you and me were talking about it before, so 
Looks yeah. like all I only watched that part though. I didn't see the rest of the medium scrum. So MJF instead of sitting down next to Tony, just walks up and starts cutting a promo to everyone. Uh, he stands right in front of Tony Khan. He's like, he's like, they pay to see me, not you. Yeah. <laughs> so I want your thoughts on his promo. You know, kind of the stuff that he, he talked about, um, saying that basically he was saying that AEW's must see TV now. Um, He's not going to give the reporters his thoughts. You have to tune in for that, he said. Um, well, can I... Yeah, can what's I, your thoughts on the promo sh- and his thoughts of him being champ now? Can I share something with you guys? If you don't mind. Um, yeah. But my buddy, he knows nothing about wrestling at all, okay? I mean, literally, dude. Like, he, he'll he, he's the guy... It's the drummer of my band. He'll, like, super nice guy... He's curious, like, he'll ask me, like, dude, you gotta, you know, he loves Star Wars and, like, you know, all that kind of, like, culture, nerd culture stuff. So, all the time, he's very interested. He's like, man, you'll have to sit with me sometime and show me, like, a cool wrestling match. I want to know why you like it so much. But he sent me, just uh, on Saturday, he said, uh, this is a podcast I listen to all the time, and they had on a professional wrestler. I have no idea who this guy is, but I thought he was funny. And the podcast name was Pardon My Take, and uh, MJF, MJF was on there. And it yeah. just goes to show, you know, like, these are the guys that get other people watching the show. And this is a real-life example. I'm telling you, this guy knows, knows absolutely nothing about wrestling. He thought MJF was funny, and enough to where he wanted to message me and say something about it. So... Yeah, I mean, MJF is, he's speaking the truth, you know? I, I think his yeah. promo was, you know, he's on, he's playing a character, but he's also talking facts at the same time. Well, how do y'all he feel? How do y'all feel about the MJF era? Yeah. I mean, I kind of can't wait for this every Wednesday right now. Um, yeah. Imagine all the promos he's going to cut. And I mean, look, I love... It, I think it's funny. I love to give the elite shit, but I'm also the guy wearing a Bullet Club hat, and I have a freaking Bullet Club tattoo on my wrist. So I'm excited for the MJF era, and I'm excited that the elite are back. I'm looking forward to finally looking forward to some stuff to watch on AEW again. You know, there's some stuff that they I'm missed gonna... a lot of that. I missed it as like a AEW fan. needed a lot of this. Yeah, I missed it as a fan. Uh, that wraps up full gear, Tim, if you want to take us out. Well, we ran a little late tonight, but I'm going to wrap up the show quickly here. Um, homework for the week, and it's funny, one of our listeners, Paul, uh, had talked to me and said, I love when you do the homework. He said, I actually do it. And I said, nah, do you really? I always just say it as a gag. And then he's like, oh, no, I actually watched the stuff. So I'm like, that's really cool. So uh, if you do, like, enjoy the classic show of the week segment, um, my recommendation for this week is Starcade 97. And the reason why I'm choosing this one is because it's pretty much WCW at its uh, biggest point in uh, their show history. The buildup for everything, uh, Sting versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan, who was the leader of the NWO at the time. Uh, The match, I'm not going to lie, was... Kind of disappointing. We're not talking a five star match or anything like that, but the it was a year long build up. The entrances, everything about it has a big fight, big time feel. 
fun atmosphere, and the rest of the undercard is, is actually uh, really good. So Star K97, WCW, go back in time, go back, uh, gosh, almost 30 years at this point, enjoy a little old-school wrestling. And, uh, again, we appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much. You know, everything that you guys do, we really appreciate it. And uh, tuning in every week, it means the world to us. Well, we will see you next week for Episode 62. And you all have a good one. Good week.